He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island talking college football. Today we have our final conference preview. We started with the top FCS programs, or conferences rather, and we've moved all the way to the SEC, biggest conference in all of sports. We're going to be breaking it down, expectations for 2023. Sean, how are we doing today? Uh, it was a great weekend for me making other people's accomplishments all about myself uh, and just pushing it on them. The huh? uh, uh, Young Thug dropped them album, so I made it everybody else's problem. I made it everybody else's problem. And look at Joe. He, he could tell. He knows what I do. And I, I hate that I do it, uh, but it was my Super Bowl this week. It was my Super Bowl on Thursday night. See, I got a like, serious question. When you're in jail like that, how far out do you think you need to have recorded those songs? Like, you know, like in all seriousness, because like this, they, you know, there's a lot of uh, artists who are dead or, I mean, like Kodak's one of them who was in jail for a little bit. Bobby Shmurda was one of those guys who was in, in jail for a little bit. Sure. Like, how far out do you have to record those to then be able think, to put those songs out? I think there's hundreds upon thousands of songs that these guys have, or these artists have. Um, okay. Where I, He said, and it, it was even hyper, hyperbolic, I, I, I believe, but he said that, uh, Young Thug, said that him and Lil Uzi had like 600 songs together. They just, they had, were doing 60 songs a day or something like that. Which isn't true. It can't be true. Uh, but there well, are. Well, I'm sure there's like there's like probably two good songs in there. Yes, but yes. I know so what you, you mean. throw a lot at the wall, and some's gonna stick. I thought the album stuck. Uh, but another big part is having uh, uh, people that are able to protect the library of files uh, properly, uh, so you can just hold on to it. It's almost like a Toy Story too. You have someone that can save the movie. Uh, just in case, just in case everything gets deleted, here's a person that could save the movie. Uh, just, to, just in case our guy goes to jail uh, for racketeering and basically being a mob <laughs> boss, we have something that we can uh, we can put out there. Uh, I, and I don't know. I thought it was. It, it's just. I, and I'm such a, a loser fanboy uh, that it's. I don't know if I grade it unbiasedly. I think it's very good though. Yeah, I mean, your th comment on the fact that they're just extra songs laying around some of them they definitely were scraping the bottom of the barrel i i gotta be honest some of the oh, songs I, i'm aware were it's some not... of his worst songs they were probably some of his worst songs <laughs> that i've listened to like uh i i mean it's what i listened to the album i think like four times through oh um because i i mean i you sit in so much traffic sean you on the weekend i, gotcha. I said i probably was in the car for three hours this weekend driving just friday and saturday to go golfing uh to go to dinner on friday uh, how'd you golf and so, uh i played one of the hardest courses in la which we found out as soon as we started sure the people we were golfing with were like oh this is probably the hardest course you're gonna play in la it was it kicked my ass but it was good practice i mean i had a couple really good drives which i hadn't been hitting the ball that well leading up to this so uh but to that point there were a couple songs that I just completely blipped off the radar that I'm not even going to remember. But Jonesboro and is it Hoodie is the is that one song that uh, I like? Hoodie is right after it. Uh, went through yeah. it. I love. Oh, you went with Drake. I love. I actually like Abracadabra. People don't like. Wait, it. wait, wait, wait. Can I? I, I like Abracadabra. I don't. Re I'm never the. Not really the biggest fan of the whole 
you know, collect call. Let's get his voice on the thing. Like, I don't know yeah. if I think if I like that. Like, I feel like it's always really forced when they do that. Some people are making some interesting artistic decisions uh, that I am not uh-huh. sometimes, uh, I don't think adds to the album. I think it just think, transitioned weird. I think a couple songs early on the album were definitely just laying around. I think Gucci grocery bag was laying around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that one was terrible. That <laughs> one was not a good song. <laughs> I think money on the dresser was just laying around. Uh, but, but, for the most part uh if i I'm, I'm telling you i don't know if i've actually been genuinely happy in a couple months because when that when the, i got this music oh, when i got the music I, I, dude no i caught my i just catch myself smiling and i'm like i when am i doing that i'll laugh i'm a pretty easy laugh but relax. but i'm sitting there smiling relax like a you're acting like you're working at the mcdonald's drive-through and you're having a tough time i understand, you live, I understand. With, you live with four of your best friends and you have a good job talking about sports i know producing I, sports. I, I gotcha if i wait wait if i ever hear the words i didn't i wasn't happy for a few I've months i'm just and been happy i'm gonna i am gonna get on a plane and just and smack you around like that is the most i can't be happy i can't be happy on the show and, and, and joe joe can't let me be happy I hate golf. No. I golf. I think I like it, and I hate it because I stink. Uh, bowling, I don't have the house high score anymore, and that stinks. I, I, I'm switching up my whole throw there. Cornhole, the my, 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 my cornhole crew is all is way too far out now. It's it's they're, they're, you they're value too, the wrong things. No, I don't. Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with underdog fantasy ever since i joined i've been having so much fun there are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting i'm not the biggest basketball fan but it has made it way more entertaining since i found underdog fantasy and my favorite game to play so far which i think you should try out is pick em. it is so easy to play just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night underdog keeps it simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially, again, during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's BetOnline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Wait, Sean, by the way, before I transit, I'm going to transition us in a second uh, to the to the, the SEC preview. Uh, the Big Ten preview popped off. We got a lot of viewership. I loved the one comment. I don't know if it's still there or not, uh, but the one comment I loved was, um, it was something along the lines of, uh, I if I wanted to watch two people uh, – uh, you know, ramble for 10 minutes, I would have turned on the view. Oh, <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> Is that what we should call this show? The, the, the view of the college view football? 2.0. <laughs> the view of college football. All right, John, let's talk about the SEC, though. The SEC in 2023 is going to have a completely new look for uh, the main reason that the two better teams over the past few years have new quarterbacks. 
They're also going to have new defensive stars. Georgia is without Stetson Bennett. They're without uh, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith and so many other talented defensive players that are going to be gone. Alabama loses Bryce Young, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and there is a complete and total reset on what they're going to be doing on the offensive side of the football. That does not mean that they will be contending, but this is also an opportunity for up-and-coming programs, particularly LSU, to step in and do some damage. Sean, I want to start us off by talking about Georgia here. As I said, Stetson is gone. But they're a team that is going to refuel and retool like nobody else has done in the history of college football. They will have no problems getting ready for this upcoming season. Georgia fans don't like me for whatever reason, but I am not going to let that impact my thoughts on this team. This team legitimately has a shot to go for three in a row. They legitimately have a shot. They have athletes all over the defensive side of the football with Michael Williams being, I think, the best player that they have. Brock Bowers is such a dangerous football player. He might be one of the best in the country just in general and is not talked about in that light enough. And then I'm a very big fan of Amarius Mims, who's going to be taking over that left tackle spot, uh, who is just so freaking talented and barely played last year. And the ceiling is so high for him. So it, this is a blue chip roster. Unlike any that we've seen before in college football, the turnover is going to be just crazy to watch. Yeah, uh, they are not going to face much challenge on the field. Uh, pick your strongest three here between South Carolina, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Florida. Maybe Auburn. Yeah, okay, they're going undefeated. Tennessee is like their hardest game. They're going to go undefeated, and then they're going to play the real games in the playoff. That's what's going to happen with Georgia. Uh, if they can keep their team rostered and their stars on the team without suspensions or driving incidents or racing or tickets or whatever okay. else, if we can keep the players on the field, they will go undefeated and they will go three in a row. They will. Uh, Alabama is weaker than they've been. LSU, I'm actively rooting against because of one certain individual. Uh, and then, <laughs> but George, who else? Is somebody going to make the big climb? No, they're not. It's Georgia. Georgia uh, cupcake schedule. They got a cupcake schedule this year. And thank God we're getting some schedule realignment where we're going to get to see some of Georgia playing better teams and not mm. this cupcake madness because we can say Tennessee was really good last year. Okay. They beat Tennessee pretty good last year. They really did. They could have hung 40 on them. It was raining. They didn't. Doesn't matter. Georgia is set up for success. They're recruiting their asses off. And Kirby Smart is in the prime of his coaching career. He is locked in. Keep your athletes on the field, please. Yeah, right now, this is the top dog to beat. This is who everybody is going after. You have to show up. What are you drinking, by the way? Is that a milkshake? I got so distracted. I, I'm ADD. sorry. It's just a water. That? Just water. <sighs> Get a normal cup. <laughs> Why am I getting yelled at? Sean, Georgia. Hey, you let asked me, get, me if it was a milkshake, fatty. Don't worry about it. I'm not. I do a lot of fat things. Drinking a milkshake in my room during the show I, is not I one was, of them. I was interested. Kind of want to talk about five guy milkshakes for a quick second. But a no, milkshake you, 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 is the worst broadcasting uh, uh, etiquette. You might as well be eating honey because you just. 
Yeah, and uh, and then here we go. It's George. I, you're gonna I'd be, put he, up for it. I mean, I put I I'd put up with it. I I absolutely would put up with it. The the question mark that always rises when you have new new quarterbacks is, do we trust the guy who takes over? Yeah, I can pivot real quick, dude. I can do it. I can completely make a left turn. I, this is how pros do it, dipshit. Um, nice, nice. Go ahead. Their quarterback situation, Carson Beck has the talent, but I feel like we just haven't seen him enough to know what this team looks like with him at the helm. Stetson Bennett, as much as I have bashed him on this channel, on other programs, was a he did a lot for them. He was a big reason for their success. So Carson Beck, it's like, does the rest of the roster, is it good enough? Can they run the football effectively enough where he doesn't have to do the Stetson Bennett things where he makes clutch plays when they ask him to, when they call on him to. I don't know what he's like. This this could be a Drake May type guy, though. Like, this could be a guy who, a highly recruited kid who could just step on the field and completely blow up. But at the same time, he could also be, you know, just good enough to keep this team afloat. And I think that's really all you need from the quarterback position if you're, if you're Georgia. You don't need elite-level play because the rest of the roster – is so freaking good. Yeah, that you're you're correct. Uh, you had elite level play with Stetson Bennett. You had a guy that could uh, do it all, and I was a big fan of personally. Uh, so he was uh, stellar uh, at times. He was underwhelming at times, uh, and that's fine for Georgia because they are maxing out in a team sport. Every position. Go ahead, find me a player that's better on a different team, and then show me the depth being better on another team. Georgia has it. Georgia has. It. They're playing team football. They're playing uh uh what was it? 2002 Ravens football where where uh Trent Dilfer was the quarterback for the Super Bowl and you're just good enough. You're playing 2013 Ravens football where you have dumb dumb Joe Flacco throwing it up to whoever and you mm. have a great defense, great running attack and a great offensive line, good good uh skill position players. So they're playing team football. They're not playing we need this one guy to lead us to the promised land. And it's impressive to see. Over under win total is set at 11 and a half, which is. Sean, here's the thing. 11 and a half. Yes, in theory, looking at the schedule, they can go undefeated. Absolutely, they can go undefeated. But no, I am not taking that bet. That is that is requesting that they go perfect in the regular season. They will. I'm, taking I'm not taking over. that bet. That is I, I'm not taking that bet. bet. That is just a bad bet. That is a them? terrible bet. Who beats them? Who catches them? You think? Uh, uh, okay. You think? I don't think anyone? Wait, 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 wait. I don't think anyone will. But I am not that stupid of a better to say, "Oh, I'm going to take the 11 and a half. That yeah. is just too much to it's ask. It's a great for. bet. Because how many times have we sat here? Or not us specifically, but has has anyone sat here and said, "This team's going to go undefeated this year," and then they lose? a game that they're not supposed to because something just goes horribly, horribly wrong. Maybe if Hugh Freeze really mixes it up at Auburn, sure. Uh, but he won't. He's not going to catch them just slipping around. Uh, Josh Heupel is not a – he's a good coach. He's not a better coach than Kirby Smart. So they're going undefeated. That's a lock. I'm taking the over. I'm not doing it. I'm not falling for it. I don't need you Tenn to. I'm not trying to bait you. I'm trying to make you money. Sean, last year, Tennessee caught lightning in a bottle. Hendon Hooker was on a Heisman track until he suffered uh, a significant injury in South Carolina, and then everything kind of fell apart in those final 
weeks of the season. But they did finish strong. Joe Milton looked pretty good in their bowl game, and there is some signs of optimism. They do lose their two best receivers in Jalen Hyatt and also Cedric Tillman. Darnell Wright is also gone, who was a very highly drafted uh, pick in the 2023 NFL draft. Yeah. This all, and, and, and like everyone's going to notice a very common trend here with three of the teams we're talking about. This all hinges on the quarterback position because like I'm confident in Josh Heupel to get the run game going because they did a good job last year. I agree. I'm confident in Heupel finding receivers that are going to put up some big stats that he knows how to properly orient in his offense. And like Brew McCoy is like a pretty good player and he looked good as that tertiary option. Maybe he takes a step forward as a former big, big time recruit um, was at multiple places before he ended up at Tennessee. But Joe Milton, man, is just so hit or miss. I, I you, you hear so many people saying that Joe Milton's going to be a Heisman winner this year. Watch Joe Milton make this crazy throw. There is a new big throw that Joe Milton makes. All of that is nice, but that does not always translate to good decision-making and good plays. The example that I like to bring up, Sean, is do you remember um, our – I think it was our sophomore year or our freshman year. Was it – was it Anthony Vazano who was was that his name that we had the one Jordan guy on Vizano. our team? Jordan Vazano. He had a huge arm. Rocket huge arm. arm. Could not take any touch off the football. And because he couldn't take touch off the football, yep. the pa- the balls were all over the places, all over the place. Passes were errant. Guys couldn't catch the ball because he was throwing it so hard at him. I'm not saying that Joe Milton is that, but I get so scared about these guys that can't bring the big arm talent to the field. If he's gotten beaten out multiple times at multiple schools, why is he suddenly going to just figure it out now? Maybe he's got to finally coach and clicks, and he's in a new program. The Jordan Vazano point is uh, uh, is astute. Uh, one my freshman year, we were uh, in is up there summer training, and then at one point it became fun time at the end of training, where the quarterbacks would throw throw a pass to each of the linemen, and mm-hmm. okay, here's Vito Priori, dot nice and easy, and I got good hands. Who do I get? I get a five and out from Jordan Vazano who put it through my hands and it felt <laughs> like I got shot. I'm like, dude, it's a five and out. The head, the head coach is looking, making me look like a, like a jackass. That's not an athlete. You're, okay. I'm like, I got good if hands. Anyone, if anyone doesn't hands. know, Sean is an offensive lineman, so it doesn't even matter if you made that catch. No, he was yelling, let's see, let's see we got some athletes out here. I'm like, okay. I'm not trying yeah, out. They were, they were ready I'm to, saying, they were, they were ready to put it. It made to, me look bad. <laughs> it made me look bad. He made me look bad. He, he decided to pepper it in on me on a five and out. But one thing I just want to add though, do you remember the whole time before he took over that, uh, he took over as a starting quarterback and then eventually got benched the whole time. Everyone was like, man, it's going to be a big year. Jordan's going to be really good this year. Well, he had everything all because he had a big arm. He was super strong in the weight room. He was a good leader. Uh, he mm-hmm. had a lot of quarterback, uh, um, qualifications he's big big legs big arm looks like a quarterback talks like a quarterback acts like a quarterback he just didn't always play very good quarterback it's tough college football's tough didn't click you better you, click. you better figure it out on your end or else they're gonna figure you out pretty quickly yeah that's why i'm wary about about uh about joe milton they're over under sean has said at nine that's crazy they, I, it's not cupcake for Tennessee this year. I think that nine, you know what? Give me nine as a push. 
I'm setting it right at nine. I think that nine is such a favorable number for them. I'm not going over or under. I'm going a direct push. This is one of the few times you get the the round number. I, I'm taking I'm taking a push here. They're not going to go over. They're not going to go under. This team is still good, and I trust that Josh Heupel is a really good head coach. But I think that they're still a couple steps away from being college football playoff consistent. It takes time. Look how long it took Kirby Smart to turn this team into the behemoth that it is. Before this becomes an offensive juggernaut, and then eventually Nico Ayamalavea takes over yeah. in a season, It's gonna. you just got to be patient, Tennessee fans. I'm not crapping on you. You got to give yourself a little bit of patience here. It's not going to be immediate. It was fun rooting for the Falls last year. Uh, I'll root again. For, I'll root for them again this year. Uh, but boy, they are they are in for it. I mean, it, it, there's not a gimme in the SEC except for like Mizzou, Kentucky. Mizzou, but Mizzou has some talent. Yeah, though, dude, in Dakota's Kentucky. There's not. Yeah, exactly. It's there's not many gimmies, man. Florida could get them. It's South, it's Carolina, South Carolina and Texas A and M could the gimme. Yes, so, uh, Texas A and M could get them. Wait, wait, South Carolina is the gimme. Yeah, I, I think South Carolina is forever I, I, the most overrated team. In I know, football. but they put up seventy on them last year. Alabama, Georgia, but they lost. They lost a bunch of their best players. So, like, what? Like, what, they didn't bring anything talent. Any? I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Gotcha. The reason why I didn't even include them in the preview, I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're very competitive. They don't scare me. I gotcha. They scare me a little bit. They do. I think Shane Bieber gets those boys ready to play when it comes to Saturday. I think he does. Whether yeah, or not they I'm really worried about Shane get Bieber ready. getting the boys riled up. Sorry, you should be. You should be. I'm taking the under for Tennessee. I hope they get uh, nine oh. or more. Uh, but it is. I tell me they they come out of South Carolina, Texas A&M, Alabama, three week stretch with two wins. I don't it's think it's going to so. be hard. I don't think so. It's going to be hard. And that's coming from a Tennessee fan, by the way. Before sure. you, that you're technically uh, a Tennessee I fan. I think that's, you, that, that is technically where I, I am rooting for. I really hope Tennessee fans get upset at you despite um, you picking against them and also being a, a – a, 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 I don't know if I can call you a true fan because you just started rooting for them because you didn't have a college football team before. Correct. But I guess it's the closest thing that you can be to a fan of a college football team. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to be. The Tennessee fans, if they're upset, be upset. I do have some um, – What's the, how do I want to phrase this? Optimism for LSU. Oh. I think that LSU returns oh. a lot. And being a Notre Dame fan, it takes a lot for me to support Brian Kelly after he ditched us. But they come back with Malik Neighbors. They come back with Harold Perkins. They have one of the best transfer portal halls uh, in the entire country. They brought in so many good dudes from so many different rosters. But most importantly, Jaden Daniels is the perfect quarterback for what Brian Kelly has looked for in his entire time at Notre Dame. He's an athlete. He can move on the run. He can throw on the run. He can really threaten you with his legs. He is one of the best athletes at quarterback in the entire country. All of that coming back and not losing very much. They didn't lose a lot of talent to the NFL. They didn't lose a lot of talent to the transfer portal. When you bring all these guys back and you're coming off of a, a pretty impressive year, a year that wasn't supposed to happen, I think that, that LSU does legitimate damage. And I'm not saying that because I do a show with an LSU guy. They're going to do legitimate damage. Because, I look, don't, don't smirk. 
because I, I hate not admitting smirking. Blake I'm is right. Smirking. I hate admitting that Blake is right because me and him go at each other every single show. But they are legit as they can be. Okay, that that's a nice little qualifier you snuck in there right at the end. <laughs> I, I'm just saying you do a show with somebody uh, for a while. And then there's some things that might get stuck in your ear, your brain. You know more about the team. You believe more in them. And I think that LSU could get 11 wins this year. I think they could. I think they could beat Florida State. I think they could beat Alabama again. And then I, it, Arkansas, not very. I'm not very scared. Mississippi State, I'm not terribly scared for LSU facing them. I'm not. It's Brian Kelly. You know, he's he'll win football games for you. And if the line was 10 and a half, I'd take the under, but it's nine and a half. So I think they can, they, they have an easy enough schedule to get 10 wins. They do. They do. It's fine. Yeah. It's that, easy I mean, it's enough. Not even, but that's not even the angle I'm taking here. I absolutely think like this is a lock. They're going to go over that nine and a half number, but it's not because the schedule is easy. It's because this is, this is the second best roster in the SEC. This is the uh-huh. second best roster in the SEC. I will say this a third time. This is the second best roster in the SEC. They are going to be really good. That nine and a half number is actually crazy low. If that was Very like low. ten and a half, I probably wouldn't take that bet. I think they'll show them what what their failure comes down to. Brian Kelly in his entire career, and I've watched enough of this. He will bring in some really good teams to the field, and they will lose some dumbass games. I.e., Texas A and M last year. Yeah. They do it all the time. He always plays down to bad competition. Can he get past that this upcoming season? They close. I can't say that confidently. They close with Texas A&M this year. Oh boy! Hopefully they're going to be riled up hope for that. They're dude. not in the fri- I hope they're not on the fringe <laughs> like they were last year. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, that is uh, Brian Kelly's a weird dude, man. He knows how to put together a football team. Uh, he's recruiting in SEC country right now, which you're going to get better athletes. You have better resources. Go ahead. Do your thing. Whatever you need. Hey, where else you? Come on in here. You win a bunch of football games. Be our new coach. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Do you want me to win a national championship? Not going to do that. So uh, let's see. It'll be fun. LSU, LSU should be hopefully the Florida State of the SEC this year. Just fun. Just make it exciting. Gives to get everybody juiced up a little bit. That's what I'm hoping for, because it's gonna come. To, it, the duel is gonna be Kirby and, and Saban. That's what the duel is gonna be. Uh I don't. I, I don't think that's, that's at a least foregone that, conclusion. That's my narrative based duel. That's what it is. I have more optimism for LSU than I do for Bama. Dude, I do too. But I'm talking about the duel, the big, the big one. Alabama, the last team that I want to highlight here, and then we'll throw in our two more teams that we just want to pick a win total for. Alabama is going to be a completely new look team. Bill O'Brien is gone. He is in New England. He's back in the NFL. They also have a new defensive coordinator with Kevin Steele. Tommy Rees, ironic that he was considered to be a terrible offensive coordinator. Now all of a sudden he's a he's a he's an up and comer. He's a he's a wonderkin. He's a he's a generational offensive coordinator now that he's being hired by Nick Saban. It's the stupidest thing ever, but as much as I hate to admit it, if somebody can get Tommy Reese to figure his crap out, it is Nick Saban. And if there is a style of offensive play calling that is going to work under Nick Saban and in the SEC, it is what Tommy Reese likes to do. 
he needs to not make the same dumb mistakes that he did at Notre Dame. But there is a pot. There is a likelihood some old that hurt this here. team does well. What? There's some old hurt here. <laughs> there is a little bit of old hurt here. There can be a. This can be a big year for them. But it all comes down to two major things for you because defensive side of the football, I love what they bring to the table. I mean, there's a they lot of young do. freshmen that are going to step yeah. in. Cooley McKinstry's great. Uh, Dallas Turner is going to be a talented edge rusher. Can Tommy Reese get the run game right? And then who the hell is playing quarterback? Is it Tyler Buckner? Is it Jalen Milrow? I, I is it Ty Simpson? I hope it is. Oh, I think that Tyler boy. Buckner is better than Jalen Milrow, and I don't think anyone wants to admit that. Here's uh, what I am worried about. Why is Alabama trying to copy what LSU did and just bringing Notre Dame guys in left and right? That's weird. Alabama's supposed to be the trendsetter. They see LSU, they see okay. LSU bring in Brian Kelly, and then they LSU beats Alabama. So they say, okay, let's get Brian Kelly Jr. and Tommy Reese. Ugh. Honestly, be he is better Brian than, Kelly Jr. Be that is better than that, Alabama. You're the gold standard. You've been the gold standard for over a decade. Keep setting the trends. You're not stop trying to play catch up with LSU. It's embarrassing. It's it's beneath you to bring in Tyler Buckner and, and Tommy Reese. It's beneath you, Alabama. Should, it is. Should have brought in uh, some NFL guy. Bring any. Uh, they should have brought Jeff Fisher in instead of Tommy Reese. <laughs> what? Just give no. me. Just give me Jeff Fisher. What? I'm trying to. Well, no. The one that I was banging the table for is. Uh, oh my god! I'm having the biggest brain Kingsbury? fart in the. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is when I was banging the table for. That would have been. I would have been excited about Cliff Kingsbury. Absolutely, I would have. That would have caused some serious problems in the SEC. I don't. I don't think anyone would have known it. Would have effectively been able to defend that scheme. But like, how hard is it to slow down a a, a heavy inside run based scheme? Like, how hard is that to slow down? I feel like everyone runs iterations of what Tommy Reese runs. Yeah, I, he'll have a better offensive line. Well, maybe not. Notre Dame's no, always, I don't think he absolutely doesn't. Notre Dame's offensive line is really freaking good. Well, dude. I caught myself. I okay. caught myself. Okay. Okay. Jerk ass. Over under win total set at ten and a half. What oh, do you think? God, let's see. Dude, that, that number sucks. Dude. That number sucks. Ten and a half. It, uh, Alabama should be at nine and a half. LSU should be at ten and a half. If you if you really want to get people sweating it out. God. Give me the over. Give me. You're a hack. You're a hack. Over. I'm sorry. You want me to bet against them? You may. I'll make me do that. I, I don't want to bet against them, but here's the thing, though. I, ten and a half is just such a bad number. It's like terrible. The, the, there is a possibility that the wheels fall off at the end of the season and they play bad in their big games. Not, I'm not saying they get their asses kicked, but they like lose a really low-scoring game because they couldn't get any offensive production, like a couple of them down the road. And that's what keeps them from getting – like they win exactly 10 games. I think 10 is very attainable for them. 11? 11 wins? No, I can't take that, yeah. dude. Are you kidding me? It's tough. It's tough. No, I'm not saying it's not tough. They could easily, easily slip early season struggles to Texas. They could. They could go out there and say, we have not hit our stride yet and lose to Texas. That's very possible. They could lose to LSU again on November 4th. Uh, but they, they'll beat Tennessee this year because Tennessee doesn't have Hendon Hooker. Uh, and that's that'll be the reason that they can't just start dueling. I think Alabama will just be able to grind and wear them down. 
LSU, whole different can of worms. That'll just be fun. Uh, it, early on, I mean, they're not going to get stopped by the Mississippis. It's boy, I, I still have to take the over. I have to take the over and the confidence that Nick Saban, uh, no matter how irritating at times he can be, is a very good football coach. I think he's a very good football coach. I think he can win the close games. Last two really quickly. Auburn, six and a half wins over under. Oh, under. They're not there. Under. Give me the over. I think that one's a little juicy. Arkansas, seven wins. Oh, Arkansas just feels like a perpetual seven. Every single year, they're a perpetual seven. Yeah. I'm taking a push on that one. That one's a push for me. You can't just take a push. I can take a push. No, you, you can't take a, a push. You can if either it's a win round it, number. You can take an if over it's... or an under. Okay, but if I think they're going to I don't think they're going to win only 6 games. I don't think they win 8. So why can't I pick a push? You got that's why that's why it's fun. That's why betting's fun. We're having fun. Take the over or the under. I'm going to push my foot in your ass at nice. Joe DeLeon over at Sanderson for me. Radio. I'm taking the over. At Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Hit that subscribe button. Tell us how we're the biggest idiots in college football in the comments because everybody already freaking does that. We'll be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your week.